It is a Saturday morning in CCULN when we have a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. How are you today? I'm doing quite well. I look at that thermometer, and as we're heading up to 34 today, we'll take yeah, it. We're going to have a heat wave. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Short weather, shorts. Indeed. I'll be running around the lake in T-shirts and shorts. Some people will, of course. So what are we going to be doing today? Today, I thought it's because it's still pretty cold out. Some hearty food and maybe game dishes. You know, today might be a good day to look in that freezer for all you hunters out there and take out some of that game that's been sitting there since fall and make something with it. And believe me, nothing goes better with a game dish that's been sitting there since fall and make something with it. And believe me, nothing goes better with a game dish than wine. Basically, Red wine is the best. If you have to have a white wine with any kind of game, I'd suggest a Riesling. We get one from Dr. Tanish that is just absolutely marvelous. Tanish owns one of the great vineyards in all of the Mosul in Germany, and he bottles this Riesling uh, for us, and it is absolutely wonderful and would be good with game. Uh, other than that, red is kind of your best choice. You know, if you hunt a big game like deer, elk, caribou, moose, etc., venison is without question the most popular, particularly here in Minnesota. And one of the things you have to remember when any kind of beef or or any kind of game is it's always going to be much, much tougher and harder, really, to deal with than domestic stuff. You know, they raise beef and pork and chicken and everything we eat every day uh, to be just simply tender and delicious. With game, you're going to have a bigger challenge. So uh, it's it, wine, incidentally, is a fabulous tenderizer. If you're going to grill some venison steaks, if you wrap those venison steaks in cheesecloth that's been soaked in the red wine you're going to have with the uh, meal itself, a wonderful marinade. Let it sit for about an hour. It'll help tenderize and also give a very wonderful flavor to the venison or whatever. And of course, one of my favorite things is venison chili. My son, Brian, who is an avid deer hunter, always provides me with plenty of venison. And once in a while, he's kind enough to even provide us with some of his venison chili. And it is absolutely delicious. And, you know, chili is one of those wonderful cold-weather dishes, in my opinion, that uh, benefits so much from enhancements. You know, you can put a little sour cream on the top, or you can sprinkle cheddar cheese on the top. You can even put chopped jalapenos on the top. Uh, All of that stuff adds to the flavor of the chili, and venison adds a remarkable flavor, in my opinion anyway, to, to chili and the, all that ground venison that you get after you get your carcass back is really good for something like that. And, you know, usually the butcher that does that adds a little pork to the venison so there's some fat in it because, as I said earlier, uh, game is very, very lean. And we're talking all game, whether we're talking about ducks or wild turkey versus tame wild geese versus tame geese, etc. The meat is always going to have less fat in it. So you have to figure a way to marinate it and or 
baste it to get moisture into it. It's a really a fun to cook game, in my opinion, and it's great fun on a chilly, cold day. Uh, and don't forget, as I said, wine makes a fabulous marinade. You can uh, take a quarter cup of wine and add a little favorite spices, garlic, and, and sage, incidentally, goes well with so many things, particularly antelope and moose. The, the spice sage, in my opinion, is just a wonderful flavor to add with that. In fact, when you have something like antelope, I love it flavored, the sauce flavored with sage. And bear in mind, when you're pairing wine with game, you really want to be cognizant of how it's prepared. In other words, if you're going to use a fruit sauce on the game, which a lot of people do, you know, cranberries are good, peaches, etc., all of those uh, cherries, etc., can be used uh, to season game very nicely. But bear that in mind because that's going to affect the wine that you choose to have with your game dinner. You know, duck is the most popular, and what we do usually is just breast them. So we have duck breasts, our little like little filet mignons, and my goodness, they're delicious. And like you say, one another thing you have to be careful of with game is not to overcook it. Because once you've overcooked game, whether we're talking goose or duck or venison, which are probably the most popular hunted species, in at least in Minnesota, uh, when they're overcooked, it just tastes like hockey pucks. It's hard to flavor something that is all dried out and doesn't have a lot of flavor. So, like I say, you have to introduce moisture to it, and you have to introduce a little tenderizer, and you have to cook it very, very quickly and not overcook it, because overcooking game is what really kills it. Uh, pheasant is another favorite of mine, and with pheasant, I like a, a white wine, Viognier, and we have a, there's one called La Forge, that is absolutely delicious. Viognier is one of the principal uh, white wine grapes of the Rhone Valley, and it's very, very difficult to make a straight Viognier wine, in my opinion. But Laforge has done it, and it is absolutely delicious with any kind of pheasant you're preparing. But I think you get the idea. Some of this stuff is really good with game. Another wine that I just love with game is Amicone. Amicone is kind of a poor man's Amarone. Now, Amarone comes from the Valpolicella area of Italy, the Verona area. And uh, what they do when they make an Amarone is they take the grapes, harvest them, put them in the uh, attic of the barn and let them sit there for uh, three, four weeks. And then they take them out and press them and make the wine. It's very, very expensive. And it's a wonderful Italian red. And this Amicone is its cheap cheaper little brother or little sister, if you will. And it is absolutely delicious. What a find it is. It's like having a poor man's Amarone, and it rivals Amarone in its taste, only it's uh, half the price. <laughs> You're looking for something to pair with that chili. Uh, Zinfandel goes very, very well with it. Uh, we have one called Provenera. It's a blend of grapes that comes from the Central Valley, Lodi, etc. And they make a wonderful Zinfandel. And for some reason, with that chili flavor, that Zinfandel, with its spicy zippiness, goes totally perfectly with it. And uh, you won't be disappointed. 
Now, if somebody sends you some buffalo meat, and now you can buy buffalo meat in the supermarket, which we do all the time. It's lean. It has less fat than turkey does. It's remarkable. Uh, a Merlo, for example, from Washington State would be very, very good, particularly a Merlo that has cherry edges and kind of a chocolate spicy nose uh, would go wonderfully, <coughs> pardon me, with bison. And I like I say, bison you can buy at the store. You can also buy rabbit at the store. Of course, it's farm-raised, the bison and the rabbit. And it is just wonderful. I love rabbit. You cook it just like chicken, and it's uh, lean and calls for a lighter wine, uh, Pinot Noir. <laughs> would be in order to have with a, a rabbit dish, in my opinion, or a little Cote de Rhone. Excuse me, I have <coughs> something caught in my throat. At any rate, uh, I think you get the idea. <coughs> On a cold day like today, and, and of course it's going to be warmer than it has been, it might be fun to get out some hearty wine and have it with a hearty dish. And, of course, there's no heartier dish, in my opinion, than uh, game. And it's also, in my opinion, very rewarding. might be the hunter instinct that I think is in everybody to, to have something that you yourself have harvested. And a game, at least in our family, is like that because we all hunt and fish and like it a lot. And uh, if you have the right wine with that, and you prepare it properly, there's nothing in the world better. Another good wine to have with it comes from the Rose Valley, uh, Rhone Valley. Bastus is the producer, and he makes a Croix Hermitage. Hermitage, you know, at one time was the most expensive wine in the world. At the turn of the last century in London, the best wine you could get was a mixture half and half Hermitage and Lafitte Rothschild. Anyhow, this Croix Hermitage from Bassus is 100% Syrah, and that's a wonderful grape type to have with game. And this Croix Hermitage is a terrific appellation. Uh, it really is good. If you don't have the budget for a Croix Hermitage, they run about $30. Bernard's Cote de Rhone is about 10 or 11 and it, it has a little Syrah in it, enough uh, to go very well with any game dish. Another thing we often talk about particularly if you're going to uh, be preparing uh, your game dish kind of spicily, like like I mentioned, chili, or uh, you're going to barbecue it, which some people do, there's nothing better with barbecue than Malbec. I don't know how we ever got along before the Argentines started to supply the U.S. about 25 years ago with Malbec, but it is just the wine... It, begs for barbecue sauce, in my opinion. And a good one is a Gary Bay. It's owned by the Rothschild family, who are famous for their properties in Bordeaux, Lafitte, Rothschild, etc. And they have one that's called uh, Fletches of the Andes. And Fletches are arrows. And the symbol of the Rothschild family is five arrows. If you've heard the story about the original Rothschild, sent his five sons out to different uh, countries in Europe to set up a banking business, and he was kind of the father of the banking business. But anyhow, today they're very heavily into the wine business, and the Gary Bay is a real find. It's a Malbec uh, without period. If you want a little something more expensive, they're Fletch's uh, Des Andes, which is Arrows of the Andes, 
as a Rothschild wine that's a little uh, more expensive uh, than the uh, Gary Bay. But, boy, I'll tell you, it's worth it. It is a delicious wine. And if you're doing anything with barbecue, even beef, uh, that Malbec wouldn't be a bad one to try. Another wine not to be overlooked is our good friend, uh, Rick Foreman's son's Tobias Cabernet. It's a terrific Napa Valley Cabernet, and it's priced right. And it would go very nicely uh, with any beef dish. And, and remember, with these pairing basics, when we talk about pairing these different things, uh, we really need uh, to bl- tie the meat or the dish together with the wine. Be sure we'd always tell people how you're going to prepare it. Well, if you're going to have some wild boar or bison, uh, it might be interesting to say, well, well, Cabernet is good with that. But then if you introduce uh, something sweet to it, like cherries or uh, some kind of fruit, uh, that's going to change everything. So when you're picking a wine out, let your wine merchant absolutely know which is the best way, which is your way of preparing the dish and they'll help you pick the wine that'll go very, very, very well with it. Again, if you have to have a white wine with your game dish, I suggest Tannish's Riesling. It's a wonderful wine from the Mosel Valley in Germany, and it goes very, very nicely. It has a sturdy spine, and yet there's a soft fruitiness to it, so it'll go very well with a lot of dishes. I, and as I mentioned before, I particularly like it with pheasant uh just goes so nicely. But pheasant, again, is another one of those dishes. How do you prepare the pheasant? I remember the very first time I ever really had pheasant that knocked my socks off. They cooked it in sauerkraut. You would think, what a combination. must be awful. But the woman baked it in the dish and then sealed the baking dish with bread uh, and the bread bread dough. And then the bed baked and, and sealed that in there. And she took it out at the table in a big... Uh, enamel uh, cooking dish, and boy, I'll tell you, that was some of the best pheasant I ever had, and I can still taste it, and that that was, I'll bet you, at least 45 years ago, and I've never had a, a replication of pheasant and sauerkraut that tasted anyone, anything like that, but it was really remarkable, and uh, we had a Riesling with that that was also remarkable. It was fun to look back on those different things and your favorite wine and your least favorite wine. And on a chilly afternoon, preparing it is kind of fun to do the cooking itself and then pairing it with the right wine and then sitting down and enjoying it. You won't even notice the chill outside, believe me, because you'll be all warm inside. And it's a wonderful way to while away a chilly afternoon. Boy, that sounds great. And it's also great is visit any one of the Haskell's locations. They'll help you out for sure. You know, they love to talk about wine and whether you're going to cook bison or meatloaf. Uh, they pick a wine that will go very, very well with the dish. And you know what? They'll help you pick a wine that will not bake the bank. You'll be able to afford it. And it's a delicious pairing. They're good at that. We've been doing it for over 85 years. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington, in Excelsior, in Faribault, right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Super Cellar is not to be missed, 20,000 square feet of wine. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's Haskell's in Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul, Highland Village, 
Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskells.com. And don't forget, we do deliver, and Haskells are indeed the wine people. White Bear Lake and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskells.com. And don't forget, we do deliver, and Haskells are indeed the wine people. Thank you very much, Jack. Let's talk again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskells.